0: All right, hallelujah. Excuse me, I like decoration, but All right, I'd just like to uh, ask everybody a favor. Uh, the faith roles, Uh is for uh, David's parents? Uh, uh, the faith rows are not to be meant to be sat on. Uh, it's only after we fill up uh, all the rows in the front. So I'd like to ask everybody right now, uh, there's a lot of space here in the front. Can you guys come up off the faith row? please move up. Everyone squeeze in. If right? you're not sitting next to a neighbor, please move over to, so that you are. Please, everyone come off the faith rolls, please. Thank you. Uh, let's fill it up. Let's, just, let's get uh, together. Look at like we like each other. Come on, come on. Uh, so then, come on. Uh, we, got, we got the uh, river rows right here. Hallelujah, we got the river roads filled up. I don't know if these Aussie brothers know, but they're sitting in the river road today.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Power of God's gonna hit you. Alright, it is the first Sunday of 2009, amen? amen? Turn to your neighbor Tom, blessed New Year.
1: Blessed blessed New year. year. Happy to What's that? Oh. oh, it's like a I'm like excited like well, to preach
0: today. Got uh, a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. One of those prophetic words. Hallelujah.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, I've been getting a lot of uh, emails lately from people who've been tuning into our podcast, and they've been expressing how blessed. They are by our church. Uh, so right now, I'd like to just give a little shout out to those in the UK who are tuning in. Um, sisters and brothers, sisters is Australia. Uh, my former Yonsei Exchange students, they've been tuning in. JSM alumni all over the world. And my brother-in-law, Phil, and his wife, jee who just recently started uh, tuning in. As well as all the parents' cousins.
1: <laughs> That's Gloria glory I
0: We miss you. <coughs> Hallelujah. If you listening? listening. Oh, God's got something mighty for you in 2009. Amen. Amen, Hallelujah. Much love, much love. Now I believe today's message applies to everyone and anyone who receives this word by faith today. It's not just a word for JSCM. It's 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 a word for each and every one of you who is ready to receive the prophetic word of God. So if y'all ready to begin, let me hear you say, come on now. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Revelation 3.8. Look at that verse. We're going to just work with one verse today. Revelation 3.8 says, I know your works. I know your works. Hallelujah. Let's start with that. God knows your works. Amen? Oh, hallelujah. Isn't that so good? It's so obvious, yet sometimes that's exactly what we need to hear. Amen? Amen. Some affirmation. I know your works. <coughs> this is so simple, but it's just so good. You might be like, well, I don't need no affirmation. I know the obvious. Well, Think of it this way. When Jesus was baptized, the gospel accounts say that a voice from heaven said, This is my son whom I love. With him I am but pleased. Hallelujah. You know, that wasn't just, you know, crazy supernatural phenomena. You see, when Jesus heard that, he wasn't like, Duh. Father, tell me something I don't know. He received those words. Hallelujah. Why? Because Those were exactly the words he needed to hear at the beginning of his public ministry. Just an affirmation. Did Jesus need an affirmation? Brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. You need affirmation. Hallelujah. Especially the brothers, the men of God. Men of God need affirmation. Hallelujah. Because you know what? God created it and designed it so that men would need. That means men need extra affirmation to go forward. Hallelujah. men of God, amen? Amen. And when you read the letters of Paul, what do you see at the beginning of his letters? Right? I thank my God every time I remember you because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. What do you see at the beginning of Paul's letters? You see affirmation. Hallelujah. Affirmation, brothers and sisters, is a powerful thing. And we would all benefit if we utilize it more. You know, managers use it to train their employees. Coaches use it to bring out the best in their players. Affirmation. You know, stating the obvious may seem pointless, but we need to speak it out and we need to hear it ourselves. And we need to hear it often. You know, when you prayed for me last week, it's really blessed. I know you know this, but I'm really thankful that you're my leader. You know, that's a really good point. I didn't really think about it like that before. Just some good affirmation that builds up the people of God. And you know, personally, uh, I'm still a novice when it comes to giving affirmation. Marcus and David, Amen.
1: Yeah. <laughs> why are you saying amen to that? It's not, it's not the
0: affirmation I need. I'm like, oh, you're right. It doesn't come naturally for me. And I, 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 I don't make excuses. But let me explain. I attribute it to two things. This is going to go on a, little, a little tangent. One is because I grew up in a tough area of Philadelphia where I hardly ever heard affirmation from my friends. That's because if you gave affirmation... Everybody would think you're a chump. little, little you chump if you give an affirmation. It's not something Philly Brothers do. That's not how you show Philly love. And the closest thing to an affirmation would be if you make a basket during a basketball game, somebody would be like, nice shot!" <laughs> Are you keep it short, right? Uh, so, you know, I didn't really grow up in an affirmation, a environment. Second, I was raised in a Korean family. And with all due respect, Korean parents are not known for affirmation. All right, now, come on, just be real. Hallelujah! I love my mama and daddy, but you know, yeah, they believe in bringing out the best in you by withholding affirmation. <laughs> so, if you get B pluses and A minuses on your report card. It would be rare to hear them say, Wow, son, you really did a great job. Let me take you to
1: McDonald's. <laughs> I
0: never hear that from a grandparent. Instead of be like, Give me the French fries," Why didn't you get straight A's? Hallelujah. So yeah, that's my, that's my theory, all right? I'm not an expert in giving affirmation, but I would like to encourage everybody, myself included, as to utilize the power of affirmation. And if you look at today's verse... God is giving an affirmation to you. And God says, I know your works. I know how hard you've been serving. I know the sacrifice you put in. And I seem like nobody else
1: is paying attention. but
0: By saying, I've been watching you this past year. And I just want to say, I'm so proud of you, son. You might feel like nobody appreciates all that you do. But I just want to say,
1: thank you, Megan. Thank you, kid. Thank you, Danny.
0: I know you. It's a powerful word of affirmation that God has given to each and every one of you as we begin 2009. You've been putting in the time and effort to prepare. But don't worry. He sees the works. And suddenly, doors will open for you. And suddenly, you will be vindicated. And suddenly, you will be used in the ways in which those dreams have been planted. I know it's your words, and the words of affirmation here are very personal. But you know, what? as I was meditating on this verse, God's Spirit just quickened it also in a corporate level, so that it doesn't just speak to us individually, but corporately. Right? Listen up. Look at it. if you look at the rest of the verse. It says here, "I know that you have the power." And yet you have kept my word and have not denied my name. Oh, hallelujah. That's JSCM right there. That is JSCM right there right now. I know you got a little power. Some people might think we got a lot of power. Hallelujah. But it all depends on where you're coming from. I mean, if you're coming from a desert, uh, this place is going to look like a fountain. But if you're coming from a river, this church is going to seem like a faucet. Now, this past year, we've been seeing God do some powerful stuff. A whole lot of people got baptized in the Spirit, healed, delivered in 2008. Hallelujah, God, that's some wonderful works. Amen? Amen? And praise God for it. But although we've seen the power of God, how many of y'all know that we ain't seen nothing yet? Amen. Oh, I know there's more. I know my God's got more. And some people are happy with their aquariums, but as for me... I want to go fishing in the sea. Hallelujah. Ain't nobody ever fished in an aquarium. Last time I checked. <laughs> <We fish. laughs> nah that's not my view. Hallelujah. Notice this is although we have little power right now, our church won't stay here forever. Let me prophesy right now that all the prayers that the people have been praying, they are accumulating inside a volcanic mountain. And soon things are going to explode, things are going to begin to shake, and that mountain's is going to erupt with a great holy explosion. Hallelujah. And the smoke of God's glory is going to come and fill the sanctuary. And hot fire-filled lava is going to flow out of that mountain. Hallelujah. And where natural lava kills. Hallelujah. As our brother Brian shared, everything this lava touches is going to come to life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I believe that God is speaking the words of affirmation for us today. Although we have little power, God is affirming that we have kept his word. That we have not denied his name. Hallelujah. And you know what? This is not just God stating the obvious. I know you got a little power. It's not just God stating the obvious. It's affirmation. And as I study this verse, I realize something. Obvious facts become powerful affirmation when they are spoken by the people we love and respect the most. Ain't that true? (laughs) I mean, if my daddy, my natural daddy, came into this sanctuary today, he'd never done it. And all he said. I heard my father say that today. I'll be powerful. But y'all mess me up. He didn't even say it. I'm getting messed up right
1: now. <laughs> Hallelujah.
0: <coughs> Obviously, that facts they become powerful affirmation when they are spoken by the people we love and respect most. And so it's like God who loves our church so much Our God, who is the chief shepherd and pastor over this church, He's speaking these words over our church today. And He just wants to recognize us for where we're at for what we're doing. And He's just affirming. He's just affirming. He's just giving affirmation today. Hallelujah. You know what? When you become a daddy, when you become a mom, when you got a disciple, do me a favor. Don't forget to speak words. Don't forget to state the obvious. Because it's powerful. Now, and in, in and, hallelujah, this doesn't happen in week for the sisters. <laughs> now, in between this affirmation sandwich, God's given us a prophetic word for 2009. I want you to look in between this affirmation sandwich. in Verse verse 8, look at that. It says, Behold, I have set before you an open door which no one is able to shut. So now i say, Behold the open door.
1: Behold the open door.
0: You know, in 2009, brothers and sisters, God is going to open up doors for you. Amen? Doors to a new career or promotion. Doors to a new country. Doors to a marriage. Doors to a school or ministry. God is going to open up the the doors. And I declare right now that 2009 will be the year of open doors. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, our job is not to try... And open up the doors. That's not our job. But ain't it a shame how some people never seem to get it? They really want to get into some school, or some job, or some relationship. So they stress about it. They worry about it. They research. They stay up all night checking their emails, talking some poor dude's Facebook, <laughs> sending out resumes, driving in special. <laughs> Getting all desperate. Shoot. And if the door is locked, some people will try to pick it. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And you know what? If they, just, if they try hard enough, that, that door might just open up. But it may, it may not be the one that God has ordained. You know, when you step through wrong doors, let me tell you something. Don't do it. Because that will delay God's perfect will for your life. You just end up on a detour that's got nothing to do with nothing. There may be good things that God will bring out of it, but it will be your own mistake. It will just be His grace bring good things out of your own mistakes, your own wanderings. Brothers and sisters, it's not our job to open the door up. If you want a door to open up, Let me tell you, don't touch that doorknob. All we are asked to do is knock. Hallelujah. Amen? The Bible says, Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. Hallelujah. Matthew 7. Our job is to knock. God's job is to open. Amen? Amen? Therefore, how do we knock? Real simple. You pray. You pray. If you're praying in tongues, it's going to sound like this.
1: But
0: <laughs> well, you
1: pray, hallelujah!
0: If you want to ring the doorbell, then sing your prayer. But knock. And either way, Christ is assuring us that to those who knock, the door will be open without fail. It will be open. Now, does this mean that every door that you are praying about will be open? Notice the sequence here. Jesus says, first, you ask, then you seek, and then you knock. First, you gotta ask God, God, what is your perfect will? What are you trying to say to me? What are the paths you want me to take? What's your perfect will? Come on, You gotta ask. A lot of times we don't have the answers because we're not asking the questions. Amen? Then you got to seek. You can't just be like, ask, and then just passively just wait for the answer to drop down on your lap, right? You've got to seek to discover that plan as you live a life of obedience. And then lastly, you knock, hallelujah, and you knock on those doors that you discover as you ask the Son. Hallelujah. And if you knock on the doors that you have discovered to be God's perfect will, after all that asking and seeking, then Christ promises it will be open, hallelujah. But you got to understand there's an order to this. You can't just knock on every door. And when it doesn't open up, you got to choose God of not keeping His promises. Right. we got the ask, see, and then not. Now, brothers and sisters, let me ask you a question. Have you been knocking? Or what doors have you been knocking on? Start so identifying some of those doors. If you are gotten down notes, just As they come to you, as God's spirit quickens it to you, write it down right there. I think it'll help you. I'll tell you right now what doors I've been knocking on. Hallelujah. I've been knocking on the doors of my father's revival. I ain't praying just for a conversion. Believe me, I'm praying for his radical revival so that not only will he be saved, but that his testimony will rock people's lives. I've been knocking... So Brother Michael can come minister at J A C M in 2009, amen? I've been talking about Brother Michael so much. It's like you know him
1: already.
0: <laughs> Hallelujah. And I promise you, he will hug everyone. He will give a big bear hug to each and every one of you. And then he'll prophesy.
1: I've
0: been knocking on the door for Andres Bisoni to hold his first miracle crusade in Korea. And right now, things are getting set. I've been praying for a new college ministry to be birthed at JSCM. I'm praying that the doors will open for a spirit-filled conference to be jointly planned by the English ministries and so on. I'm knocking on the door of North Korea. I've been doing that for years. Hallelujah, so that I can go in and out of the country. I'm knocking on the doors of heaven. Just like in Psalm 24-7. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. Be lifted up. Be lifted up, you ancient doors. Be lifted up so that the King of Glory may come in. Hallelujah. I oh, believe me, the doors of heaven open up for you or for this church. Oh, it's going to mess everybody up. The King of Glory steps in. He establishes His reign and His rule. Both with power and love. Hallelujah. I've been knocking on the doors of heaven. Hallelujah. So that a mighty Niagara Anonymous will be released. And a new wave of revival will get Korea. I'm knocking on the doors of church planting. I, mean, I know that there are not that many people with me on this. But hallelujah. As your pastor. It starts with me. See God's going to give it to me first. He's not going to give it to like. You know, all the 86 sisters, and then have to listen to what they say. Yeah. Right? He's gonna give it to me first. I gotta believe it, and the more I believe it, and the more y'all will start to believe it. And then the faith of the community will bring it into birth. Hallelujah. Yeah? So that ZKM can plant churches in Seoul. In, there's a new city opening up near Inchon. Hallelujah. Somebody mentioned yesterday that she, she was, her son's willing to, I don't know if there's information, her son is willing to, uh, Pay the rent for the first English to Establish a church there. That's gonna be one influential city. They built that city from the ground up. It's like there's no place in the city where there is not wireless connected. Uh, it's a crazy city. How do they... I'm I'm for for Busan. Powerful ministries to be birthed in Busan. And I believe God's giving me a heart for that and Jeju as well. I've been to both Busan and Jeju. I'm not going to table because the prophet does not have any honor in his hometown. Excuse to a people, you guys should go to table, But, uh, it's not fun. But, you know, Busan, JJ, and Pyongyang as well, hallelujah. You think I'm crazy, but one day you're going to be like, oh, you know, you was right. I'll be like, well, it wasn't me, you was the Holy Spirit. Plant churches in Pyongyang. You don't think it's possible? Well, they just planted a Christian college right outside of Pyongyang. Pyongyang University of Science and Technology. sister School of Youth in, in, in China. For 20 years ago, people didn't think that would happen in China. And that was one of the, one of the more, more influential colleges there. Hallelujah. We knock it on some doors, and some doors are bigger than others, but as I've been seeking and asking and seeking, these are the doors that God has led me to pound on. And I believe for every door he has led me to knock, it will be open. Hallelujah. Some to say, behold the open door. Behold the open door. Saints of God, my exhortation as this New Year begins is this. Do not stop knocking. Do not stop knocking. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself like the doors are going to open up real soon. Because suddenly, hallelujah, doors will open for you in two thousand nine. Our God is the Lord of the band. Hallelujah, amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's point number one. Don't stop knocking. Number two. Oh, hallelujah! Jesus goes on to say, "Behold, I have set before you an open door. Behold, what's that word? Behold me." Right. But Jesus was on the streets of Philly. He will not say, Behold. People look at him He They'll say, Man, check it out. <laughs> pay attention. Do you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Behold, <clears I> throat> <heard>. throat> And this ain't just an affirmation. I'm about to tell you something you don't know. I have set before you an open door. You know, when God opens the door, he wants us to pay attention, amen. That's why he says, Behold. This means in 2009, when you see stuff in the news, you see God opening doors for you in your circumstances, in your relationships, in the church, pay attention. That's the message right there, it's just that one word, it's giving you that message. Don't be caught sleeping, you got to behold the open door, hallelujah. For example, if the leaders of this church, they ask you to serve in some capacity, behold that open door, hallelujah. It may be the very door that God has ordained for you to experience new levels of blessing, power, growth, or prosperity. Or brothers, if you keep seeing a particular sister at an event, and in your dreams, (laughs) (laughs) and on your Facebook mini-feed, and you could have sworn she winked at you at Friday Five, (laughs) behold that open door! Hallelujah! (laughs) Men of God, let's rise up. Hallelujah. Behold that open door. You know, some people are so busy knocking that they don't know how to behold an open door. You know, some people pray for revival and when that revival hits, they don't know how to recognize the answer to their prayer. And you know what? They just keep on praying for revival. God's like, pay attention. Look at what I'm doing in this city. You asked for revival, I gave it to you. And there is my Lord. I don't know what you just said, but he asked me for me I don't know why I'm imitating
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: An interesting story. In Acts 12, Herod locked up Peter in prison, and the church was earnestly praying for his release. And it says in verse 7 of chapter 12, suddenly, hallelujah, our God, the Lord of the an angel of the Lord appeared. And he helped Peter out of the prison. And then verse 10 it says, suddenly the angel left him. Hallelujah. Ain't our God? You know about the settlements. Hallelujah. Now the interesting thing is Peter went to the house where the people were actually praying for his release. And the people were so busy praying, they, they did they didn't recognize that Peter was knocking on their door. So inside, there they are knocking on the door of God's house. And Peter's right out outside knocking on the door of their house. <laughs> and ain't nobody know how to pay attention. Hallelujah. We got to learn how to behold. You know, when Aaron and I were courting each other, one thing we used to do, well, we used to watch a TV show called Prison Break. <laughs> it's a good show. It's a good show. Now, in the show, this guy, Lincoln, he gets framed for murder, and he goes to jail. And his younger brother, who reminds me of humble Park, how are you? I'm you?
1: no, no. <laughs>
0: well, maybe not the way he looks, but... No. All right, anyway. <laughs> his younger brother, Michael Schofield, who's like this genius, he pretends to rob a bank so that he get locked up in the same prison as his brother. Also, he can break them out using an intricate map of the prison's blueprints tattooed all over his body. Cool story, huh? Just go watch
1: it.
0: I have season one. I'll send you the DVD set if you want. You have friends. Now, I don't know why the show was so popular in America, but you know what? There's something fascinating about breaking somebody who's innocent out of jail, ain't it? Oh, Amen. You know, you know, Prison Break. Well, I don't want nobody to break out of prisons, but they're innocent, almost. Man, as much. <laughs> so I'm, something fascinating about that. Anyway, most couples fall in love <coughs> watching some romantic comedy. Uh, Aaron and I, we fell in love watching Prison Break. <laughs> uh, prison Break was fiction, but did you know there's a book in the Bible that's got more drama than Prison Break? That's right. It's the book of Acts. You think prison break is exciting? Just read your Bible. Hallelujah. (laughs) Acts chapter 5. God breaks the apostles out of prison. It's just like a big group prison break. Hallelujah. (laughs) Acts 12. God breaks Peter out of prison. Acts 16. God breaks Paul and Silas out of prison. Hallelujah. God's all about the prison break. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, God is a God... Who loves to open up the doors of prisons. In more ways than one. Amen. Glory to God. Now that's a bonus message right there. Hallelujah. When the power of God falls. People break out of their prisons. Of shame. Fear. Anger. Hurt. Depression. Despair. Hallelujah. God opens up prison doors and the spirit of man comes. Doors a presence the big open. Somebody say, Behold the open door. Behold the open door. door. So brothers and sisters, we got to knock, but when God opens up the door, be sure to behold it. Brings me to my final point. Once you behold an open door, what do you have to do next? Oh, there's open door. Check that out. Got nice decorations on it. I wonder what's behind. you walk through that door. Hallelujah. If you know that that door is a door that God has opened for you, you got to walk through it no matter what. And Paul says in Colossians four three, pray for us that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ. Now, whenever God answered this prayer, and he opened up a door for the Apostle Paul to declare the mystery of Christ in a new area. Whenever a door opened, guess what Paul did? And I'll tell you what he did. He left whatever town or city he was living in for several years, and he packed up his stuff, hallelujah, and he moved on to that new place. He walked through that door to preach the gospel. Once Paul beheld an open door, he walked through it every time. That's how we got to live. This is in Acts chapter 12, during uh, Peter's prison break, right? You know, Peter, you hear an angel appears trying to break out Peter. And Peter, Peter would to do it. So the Bible says the angel had to escort him. Escort him out of the prison. Escort him out onto the road. And Peter was just Peter was like a zombie. He was like, "I'm not dreaming." That's what the Bible says. Peter thought he was in a dream or seeing a vision or something. Man, this is the very thing he was people were praying for. He didn't believe that it was actually happening. In that way, my uh, my uh, church history professor said that Peter is like the sleeping apostle. He's always like kind uh, of asleep. That's why he didn't write most of the New Testament. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so Paul, Paul wrote bullet, more of the new assessment than Peter. It should have been Peter. I mean, Peter naturally should have, but oh, wait, it's just a story of another, God, another story of God's grace. Anyway, so the, the angel had to escort him through, all the way through the city's iron gates. Because Peter couldn't believe that what was happening to him was real. Well instance, when you knock and the door is open, you have to behold the open door and you got to walk through that open door. So you know what? If 2009 is a year of open doors, there should be a lot of walking going on. Amen? Amen. And what's most interesting about Revelation 3.8 is that it says that God is setting before us an open door that no one is able to shut. Hallelujah. Sometimes God opens up a door and we get all nervous. And we're going to lose the opportunity. We get all nervous like it's dependent on our 100% faithfulness. We get all anxious. But God says, let me tell you something. When God opens up the door and He says it before you, no one is able to show it. How many Because we trust in a sovereign God who is not hindered by the Weak obedience of men. Or the lack of trust of men. Hallelujah. This doesn't mean that no one will try to shut it. People may. And they will try to shut the door. But God is declaring that there are certain doors that he opens that no one can shut. And no one can shut. You know, there are certain doors that God will open that he himself will later shut. Sometimes God will do that. He'll just open up a door and then he'll shut it. And it's like a test. It's to mature your faith. It's to cause your trusting faculty to depend on Him, not upon circumstances. So God will do that. Sometimes He'll open a door. He'll He'll, he'll shut it Himself. You know, when I graduated from college, <laughs> on nine eleven. World Trade Center went down. A couple weeks later, I applied for, to be an Air Force officer. And I, and my recruiter thought I had a very ideal application. I went, tried to get the exams done, got the physical done. They made us, <clears throat> they made us, they were like a bunch of 40 New York guys, most of them from Brooklyn. <coughs> we're all in a, Underwear. We were doing all these weird exercises. <laughs> I'm telling you, the sergeants, there was no point to it. They were just having fun. <laughs> I mean, anyway, I remember all that. And I thought that was an open door that I was supposed to go through. So I tried to take those steps. Guess what God did? He shut it. He shut it. I got my physical done, everything, and then all of a sudden, medical block. Boom! They're like, we need records of your treatment for the helicobacter pylori stomach bacteria infection you had when you were in 6th grade. If you don't give it to us, you cannot go on with your application. And I was like, what? And I tried to find my doctor, Dr. Witzer from back in Philly. I don't know, he's gone. I couldn't find those records.
1: <laughs> I could
0: do nothing about it. That would, no, no. Open and shut, hallelujah. <laughs> or, or right when I graduated from college, another story is I made it to final round for Solomon Smith Barney. Like that, you know, Solomon Smith Barney was, I don't think it was with City Bank at that time. Anyway, you know, it, you know finance, you know, going to working with a computer IT division of the financial world. You know, it's a big, pretty big paying job the first year out of college. I was the final round. And at the final round, there were three managers that I met of IT divisions. And for whatever reason, they didn't like me. I
1: was like, come oh, on!
0: No. <laughs> but none of them took me. But then the recruiter, she liked me so much, she called back for another final round of interview. So I was like, oh God, I must be having me open up open the door. So I went to that final round interview. And that person liked like, me neither, I do God, just shut that door right in my face. All that work put into all the interview and researching and looking nice and everything, God, just shut it. Or, let me me just tell you, every crush I've ever had in my life. (laughs) I don't think those are doors that God particularly opened up. Maybe maybe I just started walking through that way. And and God's like, come on back at me. (laughs) Every crush I had,
1: I, I can remember distinctly the prayer I always am led to pray
0: right before the breakup happens. It's the Gethsemane prayer. No. Lord, ah, uh, Lord, I, I like Susanna so much, God. I think I won't marry her. God, man, she's such. God, I, 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 I like her a you know? lot. <laughs> up <laughs> the door so you get married and all that stuff. But God, <laughs> not my will. But yours be done. I don't know what this girl's all about later on. I, I gotta trust you on that one. You know her better than I do. Not my will, you be done. Every time I pray that prayer, something funky is happening like right away. Something crazy will happen. Eternal events. I was I remember junior year in high school, I was dating this girl named Chaya. Chayom, Chayom. And uh, man, she's, she loved me. She, she had the biggest crush on me. This is a, uh, this is where she liked me first. <laughs> and we went on a ski trip together and I left like my gloves in the car or something. And she somehow found my phone number through another friend, called me up and was like, uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> is that you? I was <laughs> like, well, hey girl, you got my glove, bro. Right? Let me get my glove back. She's like, um I live in Delaware, but can I come by this weekend to just drop off the glove? I was like, what are you going out for? <laughs> I was sure if you want to. She came all the way up with her sisters, for well, all of her sisters in our crew. That was like her first date. Went to a Lotobahn. <laughs> I don't know what, I got myself into a Lotobahn and all of money, but it, it made me sit next to her and then all of her buddies came over and made me hold hands with her. Oh my god! I was loving it though, man. Loving it. high school
1: junior,
0: loving all that attention. <laughs> but hallelujah. We dated for about three months, right? For long distance. Dated for about three months. And then I remember at the end of that three months, I prayed that prayer, would not my way A month later, one of my friends comes up to me and says, yeah, I saw a time kicking it to another guy at a club. And I was like,
1: what?
0: <laughs> what? And the guy's name was Ho. You mean that hope? <laughs> i don't, i, I <laughs> His name was Hope. His name really was Hope. Like, no way. Child would not do that to me. She would never do that to me. And later on, I called her up, and she's like, "Opa, um, this long this is stuff is just getting really too hard. I think we should have some time off." And I was like, It's hoe, isn't it? <laughs> I, didn't, I actually didn't say that. I was, I was actually so hurt. I was actually so hurt. I didn't tell her that I knew about her little club escapades and stuff. And we ended up breaking up. Probably the biggest heartbreak, the first biggest heartbreak that I had. Anyway, Chiang is one of many girls I've had crushes on. Until I got married this past July.
1: Man, Man. <laughs> hallelujah! There are
0: doors that God will just heal Himself; He'll He'll shut it. And then there are other doors that He opens that no one can shut. Me coming to Korea, God opened that door a year before I came. Brother Mike prophesied, "You will see." God will begin to give you favor in the eyes of those in high positions of leadership. And I just held on to that word. And then God's favor opened up the door. As the president came to was saying in Korea, he flew all the way to New York just to invite me to come live in Korea and to work on a conference that they had we the had in 2007. And through that, God opened up the door. Other than that, I would probably never came to Korea. My sister was here, but you know, I had lived with her after college for plenty of years and I you know, wasn't planning to go to Korea just to go with it again. Hallelujah. But God opened up that door for me to come to Korea by his favor. And No matter what people said, no matter what pastors came up to me and were like, don't go to Korea. You don't want to go there. You're doing so well in your faith. Young man, don't go there. We need you here in New Jersey. <laughs> Hallelujah. New uh, you, New Jersey. It's yours, it needs Christ. Hallelujah. <laughs> God opened up the door. No one was able to shut it. And God clearly confirmed to me that he wanted me here at Korea. And i stand before you today. And not have a single clue that I will one day become a pastor in this congregation. And God led me into it. Because he opened up the door. And hallelujah. Hallelujah. Another wonderful door that God has opened that no one will shut. It's the Philadelphia Eagles making the playoffs, baby. Yeah, kid. Come on. Did you see what happened last week? Okay. Chicago had to lose. Tampa Bay had to lose. Tampa Bay was playing Oakland, all right? Oakland had like a 3-13 record. There's no way Tampa Bay was going to lose to them. Tampa Bay lost. Those two teams both lost, and then the Eagles beat the Cowboys. Oh, hallelujah. We didn't just beat the Cowboys. We pounded on the Cowboys. Hallelujah. My apologies, Pastor Eddie. But that's an open door right there. I was like, wow, God. When you open up a door, nobody can shut it. I'm excited about the game today. Um,
1: Hallelujah.
0: Let me close. My time's up. Hallelujah. So uh, as God opens up doors for you in 2009, brothers and sisters, don't worry or strive in the natural to try and keep it open. There will be certain doors that no one can shut. So, Turn to your name. Tell them one more time. Behold the open doors. Behold the open doors.
1: The doors. Yes. Let's take this time. And down our heads and pray.
0: just want to invite you all to pray together first. Let's take this time. Let's pray. Let's pray that churches all over the world that have been knocking on the doors of heaven for the power of God to fall May they behold an open door in 2009. The open doors of heaven for the glory of his name may be opened wide to many churches like ours. Now, ours, I don't think, is a unique church. I believe that God has been stirring up certain churches like this to knock, to pray, and to expect open doors. And I believe we're one of many that are earnestly seeking God to open up the doors. So let's take this time, let's pray. God, give me the faith to knock on the doors that you're revealing. God, open up my eyes to behold the open doors when they open up. God, give me the will and the strength to walk through the open doors when they do open up. Them. Let's take this time. Let's pray, brothers and sisters. Let's all lift our voices together. Let's ask God, Lord. 2009, year of open doors. Let's pray. Hallelujah, God, God, God. Let me pray that God, Lord, that you open up God, Lord. Doors, about the Doors, wars go 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 of God are circumstances, Doors, for promotional battle, wars of God are for new jobs, of God, wars for new relationships, of doors. wars for new men's opportunities, of God, wars of Father that don't make it shut, Doors, of God, according to your good, according to your kingdom, come of God, Doors, of go, Father, for that you are doing the mighty work of God, hallelujah, and for God, Lord, you give up people, God, you give up people, and that they may have a gift to back on those doors O okay? God. That's one of the things that you can do with them. But so God, Lord, I pray that God will let you bring them of God. They'll ask to see whether the doors will actually open up for God, Lord, that they will behold and see those doors of Father God. Okay? That they will not be found asleep in 2009. But they will be alert and self-controlled so that they can be alert and see and behold and open to the door of God. I pray for the open up the strength of God over the people of okay? God walk to every
1: single that in the world for them God bless bless the people here. Bless everyone listening to this podcast. May they walk through the open doors. May they walk through the doors and right now they are closed. But God you
0: To your will and your word, and as this word is planted into the hearts of your people,
1: you God electrify their faith to
0: believe your word, to stand on your promise, hallelujah, and to begin to really knock, knock with greater frequency, knock with greater intensity upon the doors which you are putting on their hearts. And I pray that in 2009, suddenly, oh God, we will see doors open up that have been closed for many years. Things that God we've been praying for for so many times will suddenly be opened up, oh God. And behold, that door, we will glorify and praise your name. And for those doors that we need to walk through, oh God, give us the will and the strength to walk through them, oh God, Lord. Hallelujah. To the glory of your name. And greatest of all, we pray that you, oh open up those ancient doors. Open up the doors of heaven, oh God. Open up the doors of heaven, oh God. Let the King of glory come in. The glory may come in. That the king of glory may come in. Hallelujah.
1: We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.